When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome. Now, sadly, the snow kept us apart uh, last week, but we are back once again, whether you want us to be or not, with the football show here on Belfast Live. Once again, a living Glentor legend, Paul Lehman, is here. And our special guest this week is Crusaders midfielder Declan Cadell. 14 years at Seaview, he's won every medal there is to win. Declan, you're very welcome, my son. Thank you very much, sir. And... Uh, you were there as a boy. I was, yes. Um, I joined Crusaders when I was 15 years old, straight into the under-16s. Um, Big Jordan Owens was in the same time. I was going to say there were some names there, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we worked our way up, obviously through your teens, reserves, and obviously Stevie gave both of us a chance. Any other names? Not in our team in general. I think Colin Coates and Chris Morrow kind of came through. They were maybe two years above us. So Seaview and Crusaders have always been a team to bring young lads through. I think we've done that throughout the years. That's how we got our span of our team. And mm. the likes of the Chris Morrows, Colin Coates, yeah. myself, Jordan Owens. Big players. Big players for the club. Um, and hopefully they continue to do that. Great loyalty. Yeah, fantastic. You know, for, for anyone to be at any club for that amount of time and show that loyalty and commitment, dedication, you know, hats off to them. And Crusaders have been very lucky, as, as Declan mentioned earlier, that those names, the Jordan Owens, the Colin Coates, the, the Chris Morrows, were all stalwarts for, for Crusaders FC, and it's been the mainstay of their team and their success for the last 10 years. In many ways, there's many big names at Seaview. In many ways, he's an unsung hero, but he can play. He's a big player for them. Yeah, I think if you ask any, I don't want to give him a big head because he's sitting here beside me. But if hey, you, you two work together, right? Yeah, so I need to be careful here, but I think if you ask any opposition managers, they'll all tell you they love a player like Declan and their team, the amount of work that he gets through in a game and you know I've played against him as well as with him and playing against me was an absolute nuisance you know you just couldn't shake him off and he's the the work the work ethic that he brings to the team he's a big character in the dressing room and all he's he's a, a great asset for Stephen Baxter yeah we'll talk more about your career mm -hmm. later Declan but uh, <coughs> before we get to the premiership uh, situation uh, we have to give a shout out to Loch Gall my goodness what a shock at the weekend Quarter-final of the Irish Cup, Glenavon 1, Lochgall 2. Wow. Big shock, Jackie. And the romance of the Cup. It is, and, and I don't think anyone fancied Lochgall. You know, they're, they're a championship team, although they're, they play good football. Dean Smith's done a good job there, but I don't think anyone will have given them a prayer going to, to Glenavon, such as the form that they've been in this season and, you know, the players that they have at their disposal. So it's a big shock, but... Real credit to Loch Gall, fantastic. They've gone there and put in a performance, worked really hard, and you know they've got the result and they've, they've got the reward now with a, a semi-final draw to come, and they, they must be buzzing at this moment in time. Absolutely. We didn't see that type of result coming, did we, Declan? No, um, but as we said, you see it so many times in every league in the world. Um, I think as a senior team is in Glenavon, once they drop their level against a smaller opposition and the other team raise their level, 
you're in a game, and I think that's what happened. I think Loco were up for it, Glen Evan probably expected to win the game, and maybe their players weren't up for it as much as they should have been. And listen, we've all been there, I've been there myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It can happen. Lars, the championship, and talking about Glenavon last night, Tuesday night, Glenavon won Crusaders 6. Yeah, good what result. A result. <laughs> yes, good result. I don't think anybody really expected it. Um, for ourselves, we didn't change anything from what we've been doing all season. We're playing exactly the same way. Um, some of the boys obviously got their chances and they took them. I thought big Jordan Owens was absolutely superb. Hat trick for big hat chicken. Trick for chicken yeah. Chicken's on fire. He is. So he was outstanding last night. I said him after a game, it's the best I've seen him play in years. Yeah. He rolled back the years. Um, just everything about his game was brilliant. His touch, his movement. Obviously, three great finishes as well. And that took him over a great milestone. Yeah, I think that's in 202 goals now for the club. That's quite incredible, club. isn't it? So, listen, he's been. I think legend can be overused sometimes, but Big Jordan Owens with Crusaders is a legend. He's the all-time record goal scorer. He's only 28 years of age. So hopefully we'll get another few years out of him. Yeah, and I'm looking forward, uh, Jordan, to doing your testimonial <laughs> dinner on Saturday, St. Patrick's Day, that night. It'll be a big night. Sean O'Neill and all will be there to do the cabaret, the goalkeeper. <laughs> He's always brilliant at that. But uh, Gavin White at two... Definitely Surely that boy has to go across the water. Surely. Um, I think anybody that's seen him play this season say exactly the same. I think he's miles above most players in the league. Um, he just has that wee bit of class about him. Um, training against him. He's that good. You know what he's going to do. And you, st- you still can't still stop can. him. You still can't stop him. <laughs> Even that's you. a problem. Even me. <laughs> so, no, he has that wee bit. Of, he's an extra level in some boys. And obviously, he's playing the best football of his career. Probably the best player in the country this season. So, yeah, he has all the ability. The other goal you got last night was, or Tuesday night, was Paul <laughs> Heatley, mm-hmm. and he's always so dangerous, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He um. gives that. I always feel that when he gets the ball, that people sort of get up in their seats. There's always something going to happen. Paul Heatley's one of the very few players in the league that can create that wee bit of magic uh-huh. yeah. that other players can't, and that's what makes him stand out, and we're privileged to have him because he's been outstanding for us the past maybe five, six years. What a run they're on. Uh, they're unbeaten in 20 league games. They've won 18 of those. It's, it's phenomenal, Jackie. And, you know, if, if they can keep that going, they'll, they'll be really, really hard to stop. But, I mean, I was reading last night some of the stats about the, the goals that they've scored. I think it's 93 goals they've scored to date, and the record's something like 102. So yes. they've got every chance to break break the records. But Stephen won't be concerned about goal-scoring records. He, he want, he'll want the title, and he'll know that after last season... You know the last few games when it fell apart for Crusaders, that they've just got to keep doing what they're doing, take every game as it comes, and, and and hope they can just chalk off win after win. But certainly they're on tremendous form, and they've got the standout players in the league, and they're they're going to be hard to stop. They're now five points clear of Coleraine, so the Bandsiders have uh, not a bit, but a lot to do. They've got a little bit to do, but there's a lot of big games to come, and Crusaders will know that, Jack, and 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 Coleraine will know that that they still have a chance. It's five points. They've still got a chance. Oh, yeah. I think when the, when the split comes around, teams like Linfield, Cliftonville, um, on their day, Glenavon, are capable of beating anyone on their day. So that's going to be really interesting when the split comes around. But I think Crusaders, the way it works out, are maybe going to have four games at home 
after the split as well, which gives them a little bit of an advantage too. So it's really hard to see past Crusaders for me, but you know, cold rain, if they can go on a, a great run from now to the end of the season, who knows? But I just think Crusaders have just got that. But to sum much. it up, Declan will tell me there's a long <coughs> way to go. Of course there is. I think we learned our lesson last year. <coughs> <coughs> You'll not want that to happen again. No, of course. Eight games of football still be played. Eight massive 24 games. points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight massive games, 24 so points. And we learned last year how easy it can all slip away from us. So this season we'll be taking that some for granted and taking each game at a time and we're just working and enjoying our football at the moment. That's the manager's mantra, isn't it, Stephen Baxter? But it's the right mm-hmm. attitude to have. It is. Players can't get carried away because, you know, as we've seen with Lock Gall beating Glen Avenue, so anything can happen in this game. You yeah. know, you can go on a bad run, you know, at the blink of an eye. And Stephen will know that from last season. No one would have given them feel the hope of winning the league. They ended up winning. But I think that's been the extra motivation for Crusaders this season. They've got that little bit extra hunger, and the players are in top form. You know, Jordan Owens is now hitting top form again. He talked about Paul Healy and Gavin White, the outstanding player. That's not even mentioning people like Declan, Colin, Coach. Yeah. Such a formidable squad. It's a good side. It's a good side. Dungannon, Swifts 2, Ballymena United 3. Big result for United. Yeah, big result for Ballymena. They've been on a run of poor form. They lost a couple of finals. League form's After been... After three in, defeats, yeah. Yeah, league form's been indifferent. And they're obviously battling out with Glenthorne for the, the top six place. So they needed to, to win that game last night to, to keep that race alive for the top six. And they've, they've got two games in hand. I think they're five points behind Glenthorne with two games in hand. And they'll be looking to put a run of form again together to get into the top six. Yeah, you getting nervous? Uh, no. Five points behind, two games in hand. Well, Big Ronnie's come in and, and he's working. What a job he's done! He's working at Wonders <laughs> at the Oval, so it's a really interesting battle for for sixth place. There's battles all over the table, which I'm sure you're you're probably going to discuss later. Mm. Uh, but a big downer for uh, Rodney McAree and Dungannon, who are trying to get into seventh place. They're now lagging behind a little bit. They are, and, and Rodney will be disappointed, obviously. Being a home fixture, it's one that he, Balamina being on poor run, it's a game he probably thought they might have won. Um, and it was a close enough game, but you know Balamina's came out victors in the end and back to the drawing board for for Dungannon again. Yeah. So let's see the uh, standings in the Premiership table. There we are, Crusaders. As we said, five points clear of Coleraine, both of 30 games played. Ten points behind that is Glenavon on 61, Linfield the reigning champions on 55, Cliftonville back a bit on 49, and then back a bit again, six points to Glen Torn, that completes the top six, the Glen's on 43 points. United, as we were talking about, five points behind on 38 points, but with two games in hand. Dungannon, they have slipped back six points behind seventh place, Ballymena. Ards on 30, and then a bit of a gap down to the bottom three. Warren Point 21, Carrick 17, Balna Mallard 10. At this point, uh, I'd like to look back and remember three people. We lost uh, three people who are well-known in our local game in the past week. Three well-known figures. First one... uh, Madge Hunter, MBE, gave a lifetime of service as the tea lady at Crusaders. And uh, both the boys here will know Madge. And she was even giving me tea back in 1973 when we won the title at that time. Uh, What a great lady. Wonderful lady. Any time you come into the changing room before games, she always sort of smiling her face. She was always so happy. 
and it's obviously a terrible loss for the club. Yeah. Um, but that's just a wonderful letter. That's all we can say. Paul? Yeah, echo what Declan said. You know, really tremendous lady. So much service given to the one club. She loved the club and she'll be sadly missed a, a, a around Seaview and, you know, always had a nice word to say for people on yeah. the way in and, you know, every club has sort of characters around football clubs and she was a big character yeah. for Seaters. Volunteers. Mm. And as Declan said, she always had that smile. Whether you won or lost, she always had that beaming yeah. smile and it helped chill you out a little bit. Uh, the next one is 94-year-old uh, Freddie Jardine who gave a lifetime of service to Cliftonville. A quiet man, but a great man. Yeah, I'd obviously met Freddie over all the years playing during my career and, and again, someone who always had a friendly word with you. Loved football, loved Cliftonville Football Club and you've seen a lot of the sort of reaction on social media this week from players mm. of all ages. You know how well respected he was at, at Cliftonville Football Club and by the Irish League in general and again, mm. it's another sad loss. People like that, uh, this longevity of service <coughs> and so on, Dagnan, it's people like that who make our game. I think it is. I think obviously it's a local game. Um, as you said, volunteers, so many volunteers gave up so much time of their own lives for the club um, and it makes a massive difference. So the likes of obviously Maz and stuff, um, they should be well respected um, because they had to do, they give everything for their club. Yeah. And the last one, a man I've known since I was about 14 years of age and that's not yesterday when we were both at school together in Ballymena, uh, Arthur Stewart. Ballymena, Glen Torren, and uh, he was a Detroit cooker as well, a wing half or a midfielder he would have been. You would remember him from the Cougars? Or yeah, I had the privilege of meeting Arthur several times at, at Glen Torren functions, I think the Glen Torren 125th anniversary dinner he was there, and, and obviously at the Cougars, there was recent Cougars anniversaries, um, so I had some good conversations with him, a legend <coughs> in his own right at, at Glen Torren, and obviously played for Northern Ireland as well so he was obviously a great player played in the great Cougars team and mm. he's well remembered at the Oval and yeah. again a highly respected and, and another sad loss for football Yeah as Paul said there Arthur got seven Northern Ireland caps and I think it was his second cap he played that infamous day that George Best tortured Scotland at Windsor Park Northern Ireland beat them 1-0 Dave Clemens got the goal but Bestie was magnificent and Billy McCaig Glentorn was playing that day as well. Fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years. You've lived the dream, haven't you? Yeah, I've done all right. I think obviously coming in, maybe you take things for granted. Obviously, when you're coming through your sixteens, your teens, whatever, your only kind of focus is trying to make it to the first team. I remember at that age, and it was looking up, and the players like Davy Rainey. He was obviously a big influence in my career. He looked after me when I was younger, like coming through. He could and play. He could play, and he still is playing. <laughs> still banging him in <laughs> at 54 years of age. <laughs> but uh, no, that's another legend. We could talk about the Crusaders, but yeah, it was always your focus as you were younger to make it into that first team. Yeah. And thankfully, Stevie gave me the chance. How'd you get to Crusaders? Where <clears throat> were you playing before that? I played for also. my local team, Newhill Football Club. Um, based on the White Rock Road in West Belfast. Um, Newhill, a great kind of local club, made a couple of great Irish League players, like myself. Billy Joe Burns came through, yeah. Kieran Caldwell, Mark Clark, I think Paul McAreevey, Connor Downey, all those boys all good came players, through. Good players, Good players. So they always have, they have a nice structure there. 
and they like to get boys forward, move them forward. So I played there till I was 15. Um, my granda was obviously a diehard Clevenbow fan. Mm-hmm. And he actually contacted when I stopped playing Marty Taub at Clevenbow. And he was trying to get me over to play for them. And Marty said, yes, I'll talk to the right coaches. He'll give you a ring in a few days. And I didn't hear anything back. So about a week passed and my new home manager said, listen, I've got a phone call from Crusaders. They want to bring you over and have a look at you. I was like, yes, it's grand. So me and a couple of boys from the team went over, played away and the rest is history. So was the ambition really to play for the Reds? That was only for my granda. (laughs) (laughs) But you were in that area, weren't you? Well, yeah, I think so. I think it's always seen that boys from Mario should always go and play for kind of Clembo. My friends were Clembo fans. Um, growing up, I did, actually didn't have a real interest in Irish League football, maybe mm. until I started playing for Crusaders at 15, because there wasn't really any West Belfast club, so to speak. I don't think DC had got to that point. We were pushing into the Premiership yet. But I'm, I've said I played for New Hill the whole way to 15, and Crusaders, once I joined, wore the shirt, I knew I wasn't going to go anywhere else. So once you get through the younger age group teams, mm-hmm. when you get to this, the reserves, you think, well, I'm almost there. You got to the reserves quite quickly, I imagine. Yeah, I think I spent a year in the 16s and a year in the 18s, and then it was straight up Philip Mitchell. Obviously, was a reserve manager at the time. And Mitch took me in, worked for me for about a year. Mitch went, and Jeff Spears then became. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff Spears looked after like myself and Chicken, and he kind of gave us opened that door first. Come in the first. Chicken's team. Jordan Owens, by the way. Yeah, thanks, Jordan <laughs> Owens. So he opened that door for both of us, obviously, to come into the first team. I think it was a time where the club obviously wasn't the same level it is now, and Stevie kind of relied on some of the younger boys coming through. Yes. For a wee bit of something else, and thankfully we got that break. Was it always midfield for you? I played centre half till I was seventeen. And I realised it just like to gallop forward a lot. So it was like, no, you're not playing there anymore, you just play in the midfield. So I think coming in reserves started midfield, and that was me. You made your senior debut for Crusaders in <coughs> 2007. Mm-hmm. You must have been about 18 or something. Yeah, I think it was 18, 19, yeah. yeah so Any memories of that? I do. Well, I, I come the thrill on, of it. Yeah, the thrill of it. It was actually a home game to Port Adan, and I came on, I think, the last 20 minutes, and I'd done very, very well. Um, so that was a kind of, that gave me a, a little buzz, mm. as it is for the first time. And Stevie started me then the next week against Portadown in the, I think it was the Irish Cup, the League Cup. And we ended up winning 4 3, <coughs> which I scored on. That was my first goal. So just things like that are good memories yes, <coughs> that you always have. Mr. Baxter's obviously played a big part in your career. <coughs> he has. He has. He's always been there. Um, he's approachable, as Paul played under him too. He's a great manager to have, and he gets the best out of players. Two years after your debut, mm-hmm. you're playing in an Irish Cup final, mm-hmm. which you won, but you <coughs> were a very late substitute. But no matter, <laughs> he was. You have a winner's <coughs> medal. I do, yeah. I think it came on the 80th minute, and I think it was the only player to get booked the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> so it is, so. That's, he'll always bring that up to me. But yeah, I think, I think now, looking back, I took it for granted, because I, I was only in the first team a couple of years. I'd won a county up in Shield, and obviously the Irish Cup against Clevenville. And you think these things are going to come year after year, and they don't. So Not great, coming on as a sub, two minutes left and you get booked. Mm. That's called a major <coughs> impact. <laughs> <laughs> sure Stephen didn't tell you to mark anyone? Right? No, no. <laughs> you then subsequently mm. lost two finals, mm-hmm. and uh, both to Linfield. What are your memories of those two dark days? 
They were. I think. Hard to take. Yeah, I think the final 2011 was a heartbreaker for me because I scored the goal for us. That's right, in the first half. You put the team one up. Mm-hmm. This was a big big moment for myself. And the two late goals at the end killed us. I think Linfield scored in the 80. Eighth and eighty-first minute, or something like that. Yeah. And when you're thinking back, in ten minutes to go, you're going. I said, "It's our day. It's our day. We're going to get through." And two, that was two goals cost us. But you learn from them. Yeah. And the next year, it was four-one for Linfield. Mm-hmm. You were two down, but then Coatsy, Colin Coates, got a goal, and you were back in the game. But it didn't last long. It didn't. It didn't. But I said, "It's." Living on these things. Obviously, you like to go, and I don't think it really turned out that day. I think it was 2012. I played that day as well. Uh, and uh, the, I always believe things happen for a reason. And yes, we didn't turn up for that final, but the week after, we ended up beating Derry City in the final of the Stanley Cup. So I think that kind of spurred us on. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was a reason why we didn't turn up that day, because mm-hmm. the boys in the Dennis Stanley Cup final were outstanding, and we, we deserved to win. Just looking at your Hall of Medals here, two league titles. Mm-hmm. Two Shields, one League Cup, and a Satanta Cup in 2012 when you beat Derry City on penalties <coughs> at the Oval. Yep. A lot of memories in there. What about the Satanta Cup victory that day at the Oval? I think that was the biggest, looking back, as, as a full day, because no one really gives a chance against a full time. You just City lost the Cup, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. Just lost the Cup in Slimfield. Cup final, yeah. So no one really gives a chance. I think that whole run coming up did everything worked for us, I remember. Sligo Rovers away and I think their wage was it was 10 times ours yes it was over a million and the great players playing for them great players my managed I think David really scored two goals in the home leg and we went down there and we were behind I think we were two, was it 2-0 behind yeah. yeah after about 15 minutes and it was the longest honestly the longest game I've ever played in my life I think I touched the ball once or twice the whole time with chasing shadows um, you didn't get booked did you I could have <laughs> <laughs> so um, thankfully, I think it was a bit. Was it? It was in, in extra time, was it? Yeah. And I went down just the edge of the box, and we got a penalty, which Colin Coates absolutely blasted in the top of the net, and that got us through. But I think the Stanley Cup overall was a big, big highlight. When you think of all those occasions and medals, is that give you the most pride, Satanta? I think it. First league title, obviously. Yeah. I think that was the last medal I needed from a collection, and one I never thought that was going to get. So obviously going that run with the boys, it was outstanding. So I think that meant the most, but as a, as a day, definitely it's a standard. I didn't hardly ask you about your biggest disappointment. We were talking about it earlier, the league last season. Mm-hmm. That must yeah, it was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, I think How do you cope with that? You're about nine points clear in February. Mm-hmm. And Linfield reeled you in. He did. Credit Linfield too. Mm. The run they went on from Christmas was outstanding. Sometimes you have to take your hats off to them. I just thought we'd let ourselves down come the last couple of months with a couple of injuries, with key well, players you're out missing suspended. Colin Coates was a big loss. He was a big mm-hmm. loss. Yeah. He was a big loss with boys that were out suspended. And some of the boys who had been outstanding, maybe from the start of the season right up to January, lost a bit of form. And it all kind of kicked in at once. And once that kicks in, it's kind of hard to get out, and we needed to get across that finish line quicker, I would say. Yeah. It must have been gut-wrenching, because they're going to make it three <coughs> titles in a row. Yeah. I think only Belfast, Celtic and, and Linfield. Linfield have done that. And to have that taken away from you, 
Yeah, that, that must have been a big motivation for, for Crusaders to do that. You know, only two other teams have done it in the whole history of the Irish League, and it was quite a card to have in front of you. And to be honest, no one's seen them losing it last year. They were still in such a strong position going into the, the home straight. But I think, as Declan alluded to there, there, there was key injuries, key players' loss of form, and it all culminated in that little bit of a collapse at the end. But as I said earlier, I think that you know you learn from those mm -hmm. experiences and those yeah. mistakes and I see a real hunger and desire about Crusaders and about Stephen this year that they really want to go out and, and put that to bed but it would have been lovely for them to win the, the three in a row and as a player you look back and you, you might not ever get yeah, another opportunity to do that it. again yeah it's yeah. the same as w when we were at Glen Torn we had the chance to do the clean sweep let ourselves down Crusaders will feel the same way about that but you've just got to look forward now and they'll be looking to put that to bed by, by clinching the championship this well, year well just what you were saying there Paul <laughs> The start of the season, I'm sure Stephen Baxter had a word with the squad, was the main focus on getting that title. Yeah, I think I mean, it is. Three and four is not bad. Yeah, no, I think it is, especially after last season, the way it ended. Mm. And the boys obviously had a few months to reflect and gathering. The big thing about our club is the boys are, have all brilliant personalities and all the real <clears throat> demand out of each other to win games. And I think after that happens, yeah, they do have that big drive this season, and I think we've seen that with the form we've been in so far. All right, get you ready. It's your turn to pick the charity bet, and uh, it's a £50 charity bet courtesy of Bet McLean for our chosen charity. That's uh, Heartbeat for Children at the Clark Clinic at the Children's Hospital in the Royal Victoria, of which I am a patron do marvellous work up there so let's hope I didn't get a winner the first time <laughs> by the way so sorry about that but hopefully Paul can let's go through the games the derby as we said Cliftonville against Crusaders Cliftonville 3 to 1 big price Crusaders 8 to 11 yeah I think Crusaders I'm going to go for Crusaders in that one Cliftonville turned them over in the, the recent cup, Irish Cup game uh, there was a bit of controversy in the game, as, as Declan knows about, but I just think Cliftonville... Yeah, he was sent off in that game. Yeah, <laughs> I think Cliftonville <laughs> might have one eye on the, the Cup game next Tuesday night, and I think such as the great form Crusaders are on in the league, I, I fancy them to nick that one. Mm -hmm. Bellamini United, another derby. Bellamini United, seventh place against uh, second place, Coleraine. Bellamina, three to one. Coleraine, eight to 11. That's not a bad price for Coleraine. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough tough fixture. I think it'll be a close enough game, but I, th I think Coleraine, you know, they really need to stay in touch with Crusaders. It's a big motivation for them. But again, they have a big cup game on Tuesday night as well. So, But I just think Coleraine might just edge that one. On the As day. have Bellamina. But Bellamina will be lifted by that win at Dungannon. They will be, and they're obviously pushing to Glen Torn for the top six, and they they know they'll need that win. But their form hasn't been great against Coleraine in, in recent fixtures. So... You know, nice one for them to, to win if they can do it, but I just think I think Coleraine will stay on Crusaders' coattails with a win this weekend. There's a good game at uh, Mournview. Glenavon in third place, reeling after that 6-1 demolition job by Crusaders. At home to Glen Torn in sixth. Ronnie McFall, stand-in manager, played 2-1-2, two, two, yet to concede. Yeah, Ronnie's come in and, you know, he's been <coughs> like a breath of fresh air for Glen Torn. He's He's come in, he's a, he's a big presence, everyone knows him, he's a wealth of experience and he's hit the ground running with two really good results and I mean, Glen Torn will be looking to go there and, and get, get a result against Glen Avon. They're 7-2, to two. Yeah, Glen Avon are 4-6. to six. Yeah, and Glen Avon have had a tough week, Jackie, you know, they've lost yeah, in the they cup. Have, yeah, they've absolutely. lost heavily to, 
the Crusaders and you know their confidence is, go is going to be low. So Glenn Thorne will be fancying himself to go there and get something. Gary Hamilton was expecting a response after the lock goal debacle against these lads. Yeah. He obviously didn't get it. He may get it in salary, but Ronnie sets up a team well. He does, and one thing I noticed, first of all, I went down against Cliftonville a couple of weeks ago, and it was a 4-4-2, something that Glenthorne haven't really played this season. They've played various formations, but it was just back to basics, 4-4-2. The players seemed to be playing with a real freedom, and there was a real, you know, a real strong work ethic that I noticed in the team. And that little bit of freedom, and they looked more confident, and they looked more organised. And you know that's not taken away from from Gary Havern. You know we've discussed Gary and just things just didn't work out. But Ronnie's come in, he's given them a new direction, and it seems to be working for them so far. And they'll hope that continues. It's amazing the way a new manager coming in always seems to lift a situation. It always does, but they need to maintain that. Now. Yeah. Linfield in fourth place against Carrick in eleventh. Uh, where's that match? Uh, I can't find it. One to seven, Linfield. Mm -hmm. Carrick 14 to 1. What prices are they? Linfield 1 to 7. Carrick Linfield 1 to 7. I found it. <laughs> Carrick Rangers 14 to 1. I'm not sure 14 to 1 will attract too many. But who knows? Who knows? Linfield have had a few different <coughs> results at Windsor this year. They've lost more games at home this year than they have done for a lot of years. But I, I can't see Carrick going there and getting anything. I think Linfield, you know, they should win that one. No excuses for them. They should win that one at home. Yeah, Warren Point in 10th uh, place against Dungannon in 8th place. Warren Point 7 to 4, Dungannon, good price, 5 to 4. Yeah, it's a good price for Dungannon. Obviously, Matthew Tippins recently left Warren Point, and I watched them against Glen Torn recently, and Glen Torn destroyed them 5 1. The manager's left, confidence has got to be low there. Mm. So, you know, Glen Avon, or excuse me, Dungannon have got to be the favourites in that one. Rodney will be looking to go and get a result there. Yeah, he needs it to stay in touch, hoping to get into those European qualifying places. Yes. Uh, Balnamalar, bottom of the pile against Ards in ninth. Balnamalar, nine to five. Ards, six to five. Not a bad bet, Ards. Yeah, but actually, good prices for both teams. <coughs> I think that'll be a close game. It's a tough one to call. Um, Ards will be neither, only two points behind Dungannon now, so they'll be looking to, mm. to, to claw that back on Dungannon. Balnamalar now run out of games. They need to pick up a few wins and quickly. So that's a tough one to call. Um, that could be a draw, that game. Right. £50 Charlie bet, courtesy of Bet McLean. Thank you very much, Bet McLean. Uh, it's your choice. No pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Well, you didn't get your one up anyway, so... <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to go for Coleraine. 8-11 away to put your ball in Who's Coleraine playing? <laughs> You're doing that deliberately, aren't you? No, I just... Okay. I'm going to go for Coleraine at the 11, and I think Crusaders at the 11 also away to Cliftonville. So two at the 11s this week, and mm. I think those two will stay at the top of the table after this weekend. Yeah, if it had been my shout, and it's nothing against uh, Balamina or Coleraine, I would have gone for uh, Crusaders at 8 to 11 and Dungannon at 5 to 4. But good luck, because all this money, if we win anything, goes to our charity heartbeat for children. Daki, thank you very Thanks much indeed. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks to you, living legend, pleasure. as always. So there we are. Get out to those games Saturday and Tuesday. And trust me, you would enjoy them. Get out and support your team. From all of us, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.